0: It is done. That's what I want to talk about tonight. It is done. And, um, you know, one of my favourite TV shows is a show on TV called Building Off The Grid. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that show, Building Off The Grid, um, but it's where people go off the grid and they build a self-sustainable house and they live um, completely isolated from the the world, you know, with their electricity and water and all that sort of stuff. And um, And I love watching people build something out of nothing. And it's so awesome to watch. And uh, last week I was watching an episode called um, Lake Superior Lodge. And um, the, the, the guy was building a, a home overlooking Lake Superior, and uh, it was a beautiful home. I'd never seen a guy fall off a ladder so many times. I thought you will never get to live in this house. you'll be dead before um, it gets built. But uh, he, he built this home, and on the, and in the last little bit of the the episode, um, when they asked him, you know how's it feel that it's finished?" Um, he said even though it's finished, it will never be done. There'll always be something to do. But tonight, I want you to know that when Jesus said, it is finished, it is done, that's exactly what he meant. He's never going back to do any more. It is finished, it is done. He means it, it's 100%, take it to the bank, it is done tonight. And so I don't know um, whether or not you believe that, Tonight, Sometimes we say great things, but do we really believe that everything Jesus did on the cross that day was enough and it was completely done for you and for me? You know, it says in John 19, verse 30, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus is saying, it is finished. I've done what needed to be done. The debt owed by man's sin is finally and forever dealt with. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? And we spend our life worried about so many things, but it's already done, it's finished. And there's so many great benefit from from that, that we just miss because we don't really believe that it's done or it's finished. It's a sign, sealed, delivered event. There's a song in there somewhere, isn't there? Just sign, sealed, delivered, I'm free, or something like that, I don't know. But anyway. but it's all because of the blood of Jesus, that's for sure. What an amazing story. But do we believe it? But tonight, I want to share on something that I've been learning um, a lot about over the last few years. And that's the word authority. And, um, and you know, I, I was up here... Um, Uh, at youth group a few weeks ago and I think I've told this story but one of the young girls in our youth group Taylor um, was sharing about uh, missions and how great they are and the good things that happen while we're out there but she stood right about here and she just said do you know what when we go out on a missions trip with Graham and Amanda every time we pray for rain it rains every time And she said that with such authority and such belief that it convicted me that sometimes we we don't believe the authority that we have in Jesus. We don't believe the authority that's there for us to take because it is done. It's finished. It's never going to be any more than it is right now because it's already done. It says in Luke 10, Behold, I've given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall in any way harm you. How awesome is that? Like, but we just gloss over that verse, but we have been given power, we've been given authority, and nothing will harm us. And, but we worry so much about so many things. Sometimes I think we just need to take the authority that's given us and start wielding it and start using it. In John 14, verses 12 to 14, it says, Verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have done, but they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in the name of Jesus, and I will do it. Well, so we have power and authority, but not just power and authority. We have power and authority and now the ability to do greater things. And we sit around sometimes as Christians and the first thing we do is just whinge and complain. But we don't go to the power and the authority that we have in Jesus Christ to do greater things than he has already done. So tonight we're going to look at three types of authority really quickly. The authority over death and the dead things in our life you know, in Luke 7 verses 11 to 17, I'm not going to read the whole story, but it's the story about the, the boy from Nain who's, um, who had died. And he was um, uh, the son of a widow and, they, and her husband had died. And now all of a sudden her son had died and she is left now with nobody to provide for her whatsoever. I can imagine her life would be absolutely devastatingly horrible. Can't imagine anything worth losing your husband, losing your only son. And so here he is, in a coffin walking down the road with all the pallbearers carrying him on their shoulders and Jesus just happens to be coming the other way with the disciples. Didn't know that he was dead there. Didn't know that he was gonna walk upon a dead man in a coffin. He just was walking that way. And so here's a dead situation walking towards a living Jesus. And so all of a sudden he stops and he says, young man I say to you rise the dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him back to his mother wow young man I say to you rise and he got up and Jesus gave him back to his mother that is authority that is the authority that Jesus knew that when he would speak that was going to happen he knew exactly what was going to happen and what happened after that in the next verses news of that spread everywhere It just went like wildfire. Can you imagine that tonight in our church here, if we were having a funeral and all of a sudden, we were, um, you know, Mark being the holy man of God, just got up and walked up and said, get out of the coffin. And this person hopped up and got out of the coffin and walked out of the building with their family. I can guarantee you that Grace Community Church would be in the news. We would be spread far and wide because we'd been take, taken the authority that we were given to deal with dead things. Now, you know, when we talk about, when we talk about dead things, it's not just dead people. It's the dead things in our life as well. I think tonight that we have the authority over the dead things in our life that we can actually start speaking life into those things and bring them back and start to breathe life into the things that we need to work in our life again. I think we get too comfortable sometimes and we start relying on too many other things. Jesus wants us to use the authority to see great outcomes. You know, not only that, we can have authority over dead bodies. We can have authority over dead people. And I was watching a, a, a clip a, a few days ago, uh, or probably a month ago now. On the 4th of July 2019, Lindsay and Gerald Floyd went on a holiday in South Carolina. They were holidaying with their cousins on the beach, and their 12-year-old son Floyd drowned. How great is that? You're on a family holiday that you've been on every year for the last 20 years. And on the last day of your holidays, your son drowns. But the first thing they started to do was pray for a miracle. I'm sure that that day it wasn't, oh dear Jesus, if you want to, Give me back my son. Yeah. Yes. That's the authority that we need to have and believe in Jesus. You know, they were desperate to get their son back. Jesus, please, they said, please give us back our sons. Now, just by chance, it wasn't a God thing at all that there were two nurses walking up the beach. Um, I'm sure it was just a coincidence um, that they were walking up the beach at the right time. Not. Um, They started to administer CPR. And these two nurses started to administer CPR. When they heard... His sister walked down to the water and starts singing, I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. Now you might think my voice sounds pretty bad, but if my daughter's laying dead on the beach, I don't care. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I'm going to stand in the middle of a storm. And she started crying out for her brother's life that day. And you know what? The moment she started to sing, his heart started to beat. After he'd been unconscious in the water, full of salt water in his body, um, but that moment, everything changed. They shouted, he's got a pulse, he's got a pulse. After 45, after that had happened, a 45-minute trip to the hospital, um, which was obviously 45 minutes away, he was still (laughs) unconscious and not breathing. Now I know Simon knows all about this stuff. Um, He was unconscious and not breathing and the doctor said to the family, we are not out of the woods yet. We are not out of the woods yet. And so they stood there and they started declaring over their son's life again. God, give us back our son. We want our son back. Just happens, another coincidence, that the doctor was a Christian. And he started depleting the blood of Jesus over Levi's life as well. They started to pray loud and proud over their son's life. And as they were moving him into ICU, he woke up and he stood up and he said, don't worry, mummy, have faith. (laughs) And he laughed, and there was nothing wrong with him. And he was completely restored back to his family that day. They say at the end of it, Levi suffered no long-term effects. And they say it was a miracle. And you know, I wonder that day what what you would have done in that situation. If you saw a dead person laying on the beach, is your first response to take authority over the situation, take authority over the dead or or start to panic and start to declare, um, oh, he's dead. Oh no, he's dead. I think we need to start building up our faith and getting the authority back that we have um, with Jesus to do greater things than he did. Like if there's two boys, one boy laying dead in the coffin, I want to raise two. There's a guy in New Zealand who's a really amazing pastor, Don McDonnell. And um, he broke his neck, a long story, and he's laying in the hospital and he's with a broken neck, can feel nothing below his knees, uh, below his neck at all. And his wife came in and they brought the elders of the church in and they were standing um, at at his bedside and they were standing there and and, and his wife said, let's pray for Don, let's pray for Don. And um, so they started, dear Lord Jesus... Please heal Don's life. Make him better in Jesus' name. And Don couldn't move his hands, but he eyeballed his wife and said, what are you doing? Like, pray, pray, pray. And so they started and they prayed and they were shouting and they were screaming and they were declaring over his life. You know what happened that day? He didn't get healed, but five other people walked out of the hospital that day completely healed without a word of a lie and he is now healed because they took authority over the situation and they bought something that was dead back to life again what's in your life tonight that you're just letting lay there dead that we need to breathe life into tonight and take authority over and bring it back you're doing okay awesome You know, there's another story which is in Luke 7, which is the centurion and the servant. And uh, this story I've always loved um, because my point is just say the word and it'll be done. Just say the word. And here's the centurion. What does it say here? Therefore, I did not uh, presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servants, do this, and they do it. And Jesus said, where can I find a man with any more faith than this? And when those who had been there returned, they found the servant well. Well, wow, how awesome is that? We can just, we don't have to be in this situation. We can start declaring it. We start thinking that there's things um, out of our reach, but it doesn't have to be out of our reach because we can believe and pray for those things. How do I know? I've done it. We had a friend um, in America who said to us, we've got a, a friend over here in America and she's got cancer and she's just found out that she's got cancer, um, but she's only over here for a short period of time But now because she's got cancer, they won't fly her home. And so she's going to die in another country and not be able to get home to see her children or her grandchildren. They couldn't fly her home. So we, Amanda and I, and a friend of mine stood in our lounge room and we prayed for this woman, Joy. And we said, God, 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 we intercede for her. We're praying for her. We take authority over this cancer. We tell it not to be there. And you know, God gave me this vision and it was her riding a push bike up the world and all of a sudden she just went boom over the top and down the other side and it was done I said we don't need to pray anymore it's done now she's still alive the cancer went away she went back to us came back to Australia and now has lived that was 10 years ago living with her grandchildren and her children because we took authority over something and believed even though we weren't there we could still take authority over it and believe for that situation to change in jesus name it's time for us to start doing that you know i was really challenged by taylor the other day and at christmas time i'd made a big statement I made a big sweeping statement um, when we were away in September out west. I said to all the all the people out there i 'm going to start praying for monsoonal drought breaking rain well that's i 'm stepping out over the edge here of my faith and saying i 'm going to believe for something great to happen so that your place floods and you get rain and the water that you need. Now, you know, what happens if it doesn't happen? Oh God's in control, you know. uh, But I believed that was what was gonna happen. I had to start believing that. I stepped out and I started saying it, I started declaring, I started believing it. When we were out there um, a few weeks ago, we were praying and said, we're believing for monsoonal drought breaking rain. Every property, every property that we were on, got 70 mil 30 mil 80 mil they're flooding there's rain out there it's filling up the creeks it's filling up the rivers am i a great person no i'm just obedient god is awesome but i know the authority that i have in christ to be able to ask him to do something and then believe it is done amanda and i years ago took authority over an illness that our daughter had we weren't with her but we took authority over it and we said no more no more it's time for it to stop And the teacher said to us, I don't know what happened at 11 o'clock this morning, but whatever was going on with you guys, the things going on with your daughter stopped and never came back. So tonight we can take authority over things in the situations that we find ourselves in. We can take authority over the dark things, the dead things in our life. We just need to start believing that we have this massive sword and we can do greater things because that's what the Bible tells us. We have power, we have authority and we can do greater things. Well, I want to be that person, that church in that community believing for those miracles to happen. Are you with me? Or do you think it's just all pie in the sky? It's not. It's what is going to happen. It's what's going to happen. You know, sometimes I think... We just need to stay calm. We just need to stay calm and trust that God's in control. Here he is laying in a boat. The waves are blowing around. The disciples are freaking out all around him. Why is Jesus asleep? Why hasn't he got up and why hasn't he sorted all this out? How can he sleep when all this stuff's going on? Oh, what's going on? 12 disciples freaking out in the boat. They wake Jesus up and he stands up and goes, stop. And the wind and the waves stopped. And it was calm. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the things that are going on all around us that we need to take a step back from the situation we find ourselves in and say, I'm just going to be calm. I'm going to take a couple of breaths and I'm going to work out what it is that I need to do and then I'm going to move forward from there. You know, I think sometimes, I was talking to a mate of mine the other day and we go to the doctor and we get a report that's not good, what's the first thing we do? We go home and find Dr. Google. And we find all the symptoms and all the things and how how long we've got to live and um, what's what's gonna happen to our bodies and all of those things. Now, I'm not against all of that. I'm not against all of that. But I'm saying, why didn't you go to Dr. Jesus first? Why didn't you go to Dr. Jesus first? When the doctor said, you know, you've got something wrong with your body, go I'm going to go to Jesus and I'm going to ask him to heal me I'm going to go to Jesus I'm going to ask him to heal me and take authority over that sickness and believe that I am healed he is our healing he's our provision we need to start declaring things in our life it is well with my soul it is well with my soul. We need to start building ourselves up in our faith. We need to start building ourselves up. Speak directly to the storms that come against our life. Amanda and I were away in a school camp, right in the middle of a grade four camp. There was this massive hailstorm coming over over the Sunshine Coast from Brisbane. The teachers were freaking out because they had all these grade four kids spread out all over a campsite, and uh, so they said we've got to get them to bed. You know, we've got to get them inside. And this and it was right there. But we were we were at that. Lulabar and it was at colander of this storm and it was coming. And I said to Amanda, we need to go and speak to that storm. We need to go and speak to that storm. We need to take authority over it and tell it to go. And so we went out into the car park of the camp and we stood there and uh, we, didn't, we didn't just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a loud person. That's just who I am, you know. So I'm, I'm not going to stand there and just go, Storm, just go away. It's like, in the name of Jesus, come on. Storm, split, go around us, die, cease. You no longer exist. And you know what? That storm split and it went out over the Sunshine Coast that way and it went out over the ocean that way and we did not get a drop of water. Does that make me an awesome, amazing person? That just makes me know that I've got authority to do what needs to be done. I didn't, I didn't split the storm. Jesus did. I didn't heal Brittany. Jesus did. I didn't do anything. Jesus did. I didn't make it rain. Jesus did. But I know the authority that I have and the things that he can do. You know, I think we need to start to fight and start to take our authority back and start to believe for greater things. And you know, I, I think in, in our world, in our world, we, we just accept so many things. We accept so much as just being um, normal. We don't have to accept those things. We can start to believe that God is greater. God is powerful. God is for me. He's not against me. God loves me. God's got a plan for my life. He's got a future. He's got a direction for me. And you know, instead of just sitting down and taking it, do something about it. I tell you what, you come into my house with a knife and I've got my kids in there. I'm coming out swinging. I am not going to go, "Oh, hello, welcome to my home, Mr. robber with a knife. Come on in, take my family." I tell you what, I'm not going down without a fight. I am not going down without a fight. And tonight, you're my family. And I'm not going to let you go down without a fight. I'm not going to let you go without a fight. You know, we've been in some situations just recently and I've made it very clear that I, 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 won't, I won't take that anymore. And we were in a situation just recently and, and it's been a, a bit tormenting in, in, in our neighbourhood. And I said to Amanda, I'm disgusted with myself. I am really disgusted with myself because for 12 months we've put up with it and I've never once prayed. I've never once stood on my driveway and said, Storm, be still. Stop it. Calm down. You you cannot do this. And so I went out the other day into my driveway and I did it. And I pointed directly at the place where I needed to pray and I said, Cease. Stop. Be still. It's been pretty still so far. Not too bad. You know, I think we need to start speaking scripture over our lives. You know, we've got so many verses that we just don't even, if we don't know them, we can't, put them in our life in Isaiah 40 it says do not fear God you're with me do not be dismayed for I am your God I am, I am your I will strengthen you and I will help you I'll uphold you with my right hand you know we can stand there and say in the name of Jesus I declare that you are for me and that you're not against me that you're going to hold me with your righteous right hand you are there for me and I'm claiming that Isaiah verse over my life tonight and I will not let this fear beat me Or, you know, in Psalms where it says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and um, foam through, the mountains tremble at their swelling. You know, God is for us. He has got an amazing plan for our life. We need to start declaring those things in our life. And tonight, I don't know about you, but I'm very convicted. I'm very convicted in myself that I need to start um, taking the authority of what, what I've got and start to use it more. I can imagine, you know, I was looking at this afternoon at the, um, the scene that, um, from the movie with the, the grandmother in it from the war rooms. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The War Room. And I wrote down what she said and she said, devil, you just got your butt kicked. My God is faithful, my God is powerful and my God is in charge. You can't fire him and he'll never retire. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. When was the last time you got into your kitchen and you started praying like that? When was the last time you got into your prayer closet and started saying, devil, you're about to get your butt kicked. My God is faithful. My God is powerful. And my God is in charge. You can't fire him and he won't retire. Glory, hallelujah. We're going to start doing those things more and more. You know, I was thinking today um, about that, that YouTube clip with that young girl. And I was thinking, what would have I done if that was Brittany or Danielle laying on the beach there that day? What would have I done? I wouldn't have been, um, I would have been praying and believing and believe me, it wouldn't have been pleasant it wouldn't have been eloquent. I wouldn't have been down on my knees. I would, I would have been sobbing. There would have been snot and snot balls and stuff. But, you know, if I was there and I'd have to sing, i raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I don't care whether you think I can sing or not. At the beach where my daughter's dying, if i going to bring her back, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. I'm going to hear my praises roar. That's what we're going to get In our bellies, instead of going, Oh, she's dead, take her away. Yeah, just take her. No way. And tonight, I don't know where you are at in your journey, Jess. You're more than welcome to come back up when you want to. I don't know where you are at in your journey tonight, but maybe you've got some dead things in your life. Maybe you've got things going on in your world that we need to take authority over tonight. Maybe there's things that you need us to pray, Peace be still. Maybe there's things that we need to pray and believe that you will be calm and that your life will come back into order again and we can bring life back to some dead things again. And you know, tonight as, um, as Jess and the band play, if you want to come up the front, we're going to pray for you tonight. We're going to get some people around you tonight and we're going to believe and pray that God can come into your situation because I know my God is able. I know my God can do it. I know my God wants to do it tonight. And you know, if you want to see a breakthrough in your life tonight, if you want to see a breakthrough in someone else's life tonight, you might want to come and stand in the gap for somebody because we can pray for somebody who's not here. We can believe for that. Or maybe you just need something in your life right now where we say, peace, be still. Peace, be still.